Happy Sunday, everyone. This is me, Delara Essengill, with the daily podcast called A Fistful of Truth. So the blog address where you can find me is www.delaraessengill.blog, where there is also a daily uh, blog post. Sometimes it is the same uh, information that is expanded here on the podcast, but most of the time it's different. So please feel free to visit the blog. There is so much information there that you can just type into the search bar, any term having to do with the great awakening and all the events, crimes, and, uh, realizations and, uh, the beautiful things that will come from the darkness. We will go from dark to light. In fact, there's an article card called dark to light. So please feel free to search, do your own research, go to other sites, go to other patriots, who are selflessly out there literally doing this for the movement of humanity into a higher state of consciousness. People like Linda Paris at McAllisterTVOnline.com. Linda and Sarge have some amazing uh, shows they put on weekly and you can look for others on Linda's channel as well as other uh, truth speakers and people that are putting time into bringing you truth. And there's so many of them from April and Jay at spirituallyraw.live to the Sean Morgan report on YouTube, because we've all gotten screwed on ScrewTube, uh, including myself, as well as other social media censorship. So get, go beyond the censorship, folks. Seek us out. Uh, find the news that you resonate with, uh, the, new, the person you resonate with, and spread the truth. And that's what Jesus told us to do. So Sundays... You can look forward to either Sunday comics on the blog or Sunday service. And we will try to do that on the podcast as well. So this Sunday, I would like to read some words um, from a few words from the Bible, but some words from uh, my, one of my favorite, favorite speakers on um, God and self-realization, Paramahansa Yogananda, a, a yogi who traveled from India to America and brought with him his interpretations of uh, the Bible, as well as um, his love for Jesus Christ. So here we go. Let's go into it in the next segment. Seek God first. I'm going to read a little bit to you guys with some commentary from Journey to Realization by Paramahansa Yogananda. This part is called... Uh, your success is what you have attained within. And here's what the yogi has to say to us. When you see the masses who have no real happiness or success, don't think that life is meant to be this way. You can make of yourself whatever you want to be. It is what you have attained within that determines your success. If you have nothing within, you have no happiness. And if you have nothing outside but are happy within, you have all success. So you cannot judge people by their outer circumstances. Right amongst you in the crowd, there may be one of exalted spiritual stature who has attained real soul peace and happiness within. This is why moral success, freedom from the dictates of wrong habits and impulses, gives more happiness than material success. Yeah, tell that to the deep state. They don't have a soul. Anyway, the yogi continues. In moral success, there is a psychological happiness that cannot be taken away by any physical condition. You can spend all your time making money, but it won't produce the lasting comfort and security you are looking for. In fact, it will bring more misery because peace and happiness are in the mind, not in things. 
if you do not also devote time to the discipline of your mind, very important, the discipline of your mind, no amount of material prosperity will satisfy you. This discipline is not a process of torture, but the training of the consciousness to adopt those thoughts and actions that lead to happiness. Your happiness is your success. So let no one take your happiness away from you. Protect yourself from those who try to make you unhappy. The yogi goes on to tell us a story about himself when he was young. And here it is. When I was young, I used to feel very impatient when someone told an untruth about me. But then I found it much better to have the satisfaction of my conscience than the approbation of people. Conscience is intuitive reasoning, reporting the truth about yourself and your motives. When your conscience is clear, when you know you are doing right, you are not afraid of anything. A clear conscience mirrors a certificate of merit from God. Be immaculate before the tribunal of your conscience and you shall be happy and have the blessing of God. I'm going to read that one more time. Be immaculate before the tribunal of your conscience and you shall be happy and have the blessing of God. If you don't make money, it's because you don't really concentrate on it. Similarly, if you aren't happy, it is because you don't concentrate on being happy. The mule that carries a bag of gold on its back does not know the value of that load. Likewise, man is so absorbed in toting the burden of life, hoping for some happiness at the end of the trail, that he does not realize he carries within him the supreme and everlasting bliss of the soul. Because he looks for happiness in things, he doesn't know he already possesses a wealth of happiness within himself. Yogananda goes on to tell us that it is greater to be able to be in the world, but not of it. One of my favorite fra phrases, something you learn when you start studying and, and self-realizing, really. Um, you know, in, this, in the Sanskrit script scriptures, the yogi says that there is a divine law, and this is from the Bhagavad Gita. If one duty contradicts another duty, it is not a true duty. Man, isn't that the truth? It's kind of like, if one duty contradicts another duty, so if my duty to, you know, my duty is to tell the truth as, as Jesus Christ uh, proclaimed and taught us. So, you know, that's a very important thing to realize what our duty is. Our, our first and foremost duty, very simple. It's to seek God. That is our first and foremost duty. As soon as we get into this world, as soon as we're born, that is our first and foremost duty. And hallelujah to those of us who had uh, relatives or, or adults around us who instilled that within us, you know, and that's something to be very grateful for because for some people that doesn't happen and everybody has to seek God on their own. But as the yogi says, by all means, God first. And he continues to tell us that we should remember that we could not perform any duties without the power borrowed from God. So it is to him that we owe our first allegiance. So, you know, God first, you know how we say America first? God first. God first. Um, so God first and America first, but God first before anything. Um, you know, 
the um the thoughts of uh, the thoughts that we have should be fully focused on God and fully surrendered to him and we should be enlightening one another and we should be joyful through this journey called the great awakening and you know it's um the divine love of God is is unsurpassable the yogi goes on to write in his book that I am uh, reading a few excerpts from here it says well this is not from the yogi this is from this is from the Bhagavad Gita as well but he says he who watcheth me, him do I watch. He never loses sight of me, nor do I lose sight of him. It's true. You know, it's very true. So let us continue. This is one of my, my favorite spots right here. It says, the, uh, the sorrow produced by hatred and war. So he's talking about the sorrows that are produced by hatred and war, prove that spirituality and kindness are superior forces. Hate is destructive. Love is the greatest constructive force. So dear friends, from the stupidity of hatred and the madness of war, learn to love God. His love bestows an all-fulfilling success that nothing else can give. Love alone will bring fulfillment to the world. If all nations loved each other, and we're anxious to help each other, not by force and wrong methods, but by love and kindness, there would come true and lasting worldwide success. Think of the billions spent on killing one another in war. Shame on humanity. Where will it all end but in suffering and destruction? The only way to bring this misery to an end is by love. As long as one nation builds bigger weapons for defense, other nations will try to find even better methods to defend themselves and people will live in constant terror. Well, isn't that, isn't that a fact of what's been going on? This, uh, this talk, by the way, is I believe from the 1940s. Why don't all nations cultivate love and understanding instead of hatred and war? A universal religion of love is the real answer. Love makes you victorious. It makes you a conqueror. Jesus was one of the greatest conquerors of all, wasn't he? A conqueror of hearts. And this part is called the practicality of seeking God first. And I leave you, I leave you with this, Patriot. So after this, it'll be the end of this podcast. And where we go one, we go all. So the practicality of seeking God first. By Paramahansa Yogananda. He says, All scriptures teach, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33 But see how people separate from their daily lives the spiritual doctrines they read or hear about in church. When you practice and apply principles of truth, you will realize the practicality of all spiritual, mental, and physical loss. When you read scriptures and super superficially, you don't get anything from them. But if you read truth with concentration and really believe what you read, those truths will work for you. You may want to believe, you may even think you believe, but if you really believe, the result will be instantaneous. There are various degrees of belief. Some people don't believe at all. Some want to believe. Others believe a little bit, and some believe until their belief is tested. We are so certain of our convictions until they are contradicted. Then we become confused and insecure. Faith is intuitive conviction and knowing from the soul that cannot be shaken by even contradictions. 
The practical purpose behind the scriptural injunction to seek God first is that once you have found him, you can use his power to acquire the things your common sense tells you are right for you to have. Have faith in this law, in attunement with God. You will find the way to true success, which is a balance of spiritual, mental, moral, and material attainment. Nurture the thought, I must find God. Let that thought predominate throughout the day, especially in the gaps of time between your other duties. Transfer your attention to the more important concerns in life. Too much time is wasted in superficial interests. When students are with me, I always turn their attention toward God. They may say, the ocean is lovely or the grounds are beautiful. But I say to them, remain quiet. Don't feel that you have to talk all the time. Go within and you will see the loveliness behind all beauty. Most people are like butterflies, flitting aimlessly. They never seem to really get anywhere or to stop for more than a moment before they're attracted by some new diversion. The bee works and prepares for hard times, but the butterfly lives only for today. When winter comes, the butterfly is gone while the bee has stored up food to live on. We must learn to gather and store the honey of God's peace and power. Restless butterfly types are concentrated on movies and useless activities. If you have God first... It is all right to go to the movies once in a while, but mostly they are a waste of time. In the early stages on the spiritual path, you must seek quiet places where you can regularly get away by yourself and be free to think of God. When you are with people, be with them wholeheartedly. Give them your love and attention, but also take time to be alone with God. I seldom see anyone in the mornings. That is my time of seclusion. And don't mix too much with the social set. There is no happiness in it. Be selective about your company. Choose a wise man or some good friends who will instill spiritual thoughts in you and get busy with God. Amen.